Hey guys, welcome back to another Kinder Guys podcast. And today we're speaking with the Mazeballs, Corey McCullough, also known as Gory and Corey, who is a non-binary 18-year-old horror blogger and filmmaker, also a teen correspondent at Fangoria, and also a co-host at the Scream Teens podcast. Corey is such a champion for teenagers. I feel like this was a very enlightening episode for younger people who are trying to become young professionals. She has like the most kind of soul and she's very chill and which I really like. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast that's going to be like right now. Okay. Um, so bye. have entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> Hi, Corey. So can you tell our listeners about the origin story of GoryCorey.com? Sure. Uh, Xanthi and I actually did a horror production class together at USC in 2019. And uh, our professor was Dr. Rebecca McKendry. And one of the things she was really big on was uh, just like making work, whatever you can, just like getting your voice out there. So I I read um, the blogs Gaily Dreadful and Blogging Banshee, and I really wanted to do something similar. So I just started a Squarespace website. Uh, I didn't think anyone would read it, but I just wanted to write about horror. And I got a crazy response and I'm so grateful for it. And today is actually the two-year anniversary of the blog. Wow, that's amazing. Thanks for spending it with us. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much for having me. Your your website, when I first opened it, I was just like, whoa, like, because I've seen other people's websites, like I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody, but it's like, it's really, I really like how everything is formatted. And Thank you so much. I worked really hard on it. I was so nervous, but Squarespace websites have like these really nice tutorials that were very helpful. So it was all Squarespace, basically. <laughs> I'm going to ask now. So some filmmakers argue about real casting teens and teenage roles isn't necessary. So what do you think your response on that is? I think it's absolutely necessary. For one thing, there are so many incredibly talented teen actors and kid actors that deserve to be acting and deserve to be telling stories of their own generation. And I think also our generation and younger generations deserve to see themselves not being played by adults. It creates really unrealistic beauty standards for us, especially when a 30 year old is playing like a 16 year old. And it just, it brings such a a more authentic feel to a teen character when a teen is actually playing them. Thank you for sharing that. I know a lot of films have that where Yeah, like what you said, 30-year-olds playing like 15-year-olds, which is completely not necessary because it's just destroying the beauty of our generation in a way. Yeah, I completely understand. So today we're going to be discussing Nickelodeon's The Boy Who Cried a Werewolf. What what made you choose this movie? This is one of my like all-time favorite movies, especially like as a gateway horror piece. Uh, I watched it when it came out, which I think was... 2014 I want to say and I like remember watching it on Nickelodeon live and it was so I I was going through a very big werewolf phase at the time and so I was obsessed with this movie and to have a girl werewolf was like something very new um I think I didn't obviously like watch ginger snaps as a kid so I didn't really get a lot of that and I 
it made me so happy to see that. And also just, it was such a cute story and it was so like, it was so feminist for 2014. Uh, and it was, it's a really good movie, especially for something you'd see on like Nickelodeon usually would be watered down, but everything from like the horror to the creature effects are all really good. And there are some pretty good plot twists in there that I think are so so much fun, even like years later watching it. I wanted to just mention that I saw that uh, Greg Nicotero did the effects who did the walking dead. It blew me away when I, when I found that out, I was like, how did they get him on this? But Brooke Shields is in it too. Like it has an insane cast and crew. So it's so much fun. I thought that was great that um, the, like the casting was like the adults could appreciate And then the kids would enjoy like the sillier like aspect of the Nickelodeon style. And even like as far as werewolf movies go, like those are some of the best werewolf effects I've seen. Like they're really solid for a low budget Nickelodeon film. Well, I just wanted to say because I meant I like heard you say that you were a big werewolf fan fan when you were younger. But do you prefer vampires or werewolves? Oh, okay. I listened to your Twilight episode, so. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Personally, as a kid, I definitely preferred werewolves. Then I went into a vampire phase, and now it's kind of in between because I feel like vampire content is better, but I like werewolves as a creature better, if that makes sense. So, like, the Vampire Diaries, Twilight, all that stuff, love that so much more. But I do think there are some really great werewolf pieces. They're just harder to find. Wait, so you've watched Teen Wolf, right? Yes, I love Teen Wolf. So good. Should I watch it? Because I feel like, okay, because like my aunt was like, she was like, oh, um, you should watch Teen Wolf and stuff. And I was like, because eh, I'm like in this really deep like vampire phase right now, which I feel like is not going to be a phase because I've always loved vampires over werewolves. I mean, I'm sorry to anybody but <laughs> who loves werewolves, but um, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if I should give it a try or what do you think? I really liked Teen Wolf. Um, It's very similar to The Vampire Diaries, if you liked that show, except unfortunately there are no vampires in Teen Wolf, but it does have like these really cool other creatures. Like it has like a lizard man and like a, uh, this girl turns into a fox and they have like sirens and banshees. So it's pretty cool. Um, That, and I would also say the Scream TV series, it's not as supernatural, but it's another really good teen horror series that's really fun. So I don't know if you remember, but in the beginning of the uh, the movie, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of based around it, but there's a lot of jump scares. So how do you feel about jump scares? I love jump scares. And as as a horror filmmaker myself, I can say they're really hard to do right. And it's really hard to make them actually scary. So I think this movie does a really good job of making jump scares that like will make you jump, but they're not horrifying. So they're still pretty, pretty good for kids. I was watching it last night with my roommates and even my roommates were like jumping at it. (laughs) So uh, I was really impressed with those. I thought they did a really good job crafting them. The fact that they had the Britney Spears ringtone and reference was hilarious. I Um, think about that every time I see Britney. I'm like, she's a werewolf. (laughs) They said Britney Spears is a werewolf. And um, I'm so curious, like, like what celebrities do you feel like would be a werewolf that would explain the way they are? (laughs) Oh, that is such a good question. Um, Kanye West, I think. Oh my God. Especially more so now. Um, would definitely, I could also see like Pete Davidson or John Mulaney, oh. like celebrities that have had kind of like interesting, I don't know, uh, like breakouts or freakouts. I could definitely see being werewolves, but I also think like really great celebrities, like, like Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, like I could see them being werewolves and just being like chill about it. 
That would be such a crazy explanation. Like if it, that was like the reveal of like the way people are, they're just supernatural. It would be so funny if like celebrities use that as an excuse for thing. It's like, <laughs> oh, I, I did that thing, but I was a werewolf. Like I was, it was a full <laughs> I could see Gwyneth Paltrow being a werewolf. She uses goop and her like astrological research just to figure out when the when the moon's going to be most powerful. <laughs> that makes me think, you know, because uh, a lot of people are accusing uh, Zuckerberg uh, to be an AI. But oh, yeah. What if it's like we're way off and like that's not the world is not going to be controlled by AI. It's going to be controlled by supernatural. OK, that would be so awesome. <laughs> I hope that happens. I agree. That if so, so cool. if so, I better be turned into a vampire or something. If yeah. vampires are real, I'm going to be one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder, um, like, if you could be any supernatural creature, what would you choose? I think I would be a witch, which I guess I, you can be a witch now, too. But like, like a, I'd be like Scarlet Witch or something. I want to have like powers like shooting out of my hands mm. or a vampire. Vampires. How about you guys? Oh, a vampire, of course. A vampire all the way. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, obviously, I'm like obsessed with Twilight and the vampire. Twilight vampire or like a Dracula vampire. Like what would the rules be? Maybe Twilight. Like even over the vampire diaries, like the vampire diary vampires, like they're chill, I guess. But like I would choose Twilight vampires over them. So you'd be uh, really glittery. That I have so a shirt. Cool. Yeah, I have a shirt of Robert Pattinson in like the sun. Because like, you know how vampires are like shiny when they're in the sun. So I have a, I have a t-shirt of that, but it's Robert Pattinson. It's very cool. That's awesome. What would your vampire power be? Um, probably to read minds. That's awesome. <laughs> I just like I just want to go back in, into the film because I have this like question. So, if you asked your younger self, like, how would you feel, or if you found out when you like in your younger self, how would you feel if you found out that you were in the same bloodline as um, werewolves? Oh my God. It would literally make my entire life. Like I would be so happy about it. Um, I think I would never stop talking about it. Like I would bring it up all the time and I'd probably become like a werewolf scholar, like, like a werewolf archeologist. So I would like find out everything I could about werewolves and about my bloodline specifically. Yeah. Just like tell everybody you're a werewolf and then you'll be like flexing on them that you're like, I'm better than you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I would rub it in everyone's face. It would be like my greatest pride. <laughs> Do you feel like the balance of like horror and comedy is good for uh, younger audiences? I thought it was really good in this movie. And I think comedic horror is another really good gateway for younger audiences to get into horror. That's how I got into horror was with Scream because Scream, like while it's really scary, the comedy takes away from the horror. So you don't get like really freaked out. And I think they did a really good job of balancing it and also making the, the comedy funny for adults, too. Because like I still watch this movie. I watched it yesterday and it was still as funny as the first time I watched it. I think uh, Zakia has a high standard for comedy. Uh -oh. <laughs> I kind of thought it was a corny movie, but we don't. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I don't know. I kind of expect a lot from. Well, I mean, of course, it's like Nickelodeon. So, I mean, and it's like an old movie. So you kind of expect it to be like, you know, just kind of down there. But <laughs> yeah, but it. It's cool that, uh, like you mentioned earlier, Corey, that um, it's a female, like a teenage female in the lead and also like Puerto Rican, I think Victoria Justice is. So I was like really cool to see that. Yeah, definitely. And like I know as a kid, like Claudine from Monster High was like the one 
female werewolf we had. And like, I was so obsessed with her. To, so to see another one and to see like it be live action was just like a whole nother level for me. It was so cool. Like what, what else, um, like off the top of your head, like werewolf like content? Um, definitely Wizards of Waverly Place was a big one. There was, uh, oh, so yeah. Alex, the main character dates this guy named Mason, who's a werewolf. And like me and all my friends were in love with him and um, he was awesome. And so that was like a really great werewolf representation, I think. And um, uh, Twilight was definitely a big influence of my werewolf phase. I would say Twilight and Harry Potter both have great like werewolves for kids. But again, we don't really see that many werewolf movies for kids. Oh, and there's there's an Alvin and the Chipmunks special. That's Alvin and the Chipmunks meet the Wolfman. That's what started my werewolf obsession. Wait, okay. <laughs> I didn't even know this existed. So it's the- so hard to find, but it's it was like a double feature. So like one of them is they meet Frankenstein's monster. And then the next one is they meet the Wolfman. And I want to say Theodore turns into a werewolf and he's like, you know, he's like the <laughs> sweetest chipmunk. He's so cute. And then he goes crazy. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Sounds like an underrated gem. Definitely. <laughs> so I have a question again. <laughs> Um, Jordan in the movie, she starts off in high school, like very awkward, trying to ask this guy to prom. So would you say your life, like would like your high school life was kind of similar? I mean, of course it's a movie, but (laughs) would you be like, it's kind of similar because you have to ask someone to prom or like, how was your high school life kind of similar to how Jordan's life was in high school? Well, we didn't ever get a prom in my high school, unfortunately, because of COVID. But um, I was definitely like very, a very geeky kid, very similar to Jordan in that respect, like very shy and quiet. Uh, I was was a bit of a nerd, like just studying all the time, still am. But um, so I would say it was pretty, pretty similar. I'm also very clumsy and embarrass myself all the time. So it was pretty relatable. Um, Since you were talking about like Zoom high school, how was that whole transition for you? For me, it was really nice because I really like doing like most of my work on my own at my own time. So that was pretty easy. And uh, I didn't have to like go to school or get dressed up or anything. So I was in my pajamas for a full year. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that it was like the best thing ever. And I like the hard thing about it, though, was the motivation. Like you had to have motivation to do everything, you know. You're like at home on your bed, <laughs> constantly eating. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, I have this worksheet I have to do. <laughs> I was like always watching movies in class. Like it was so bad, but it was fun. What advice do you have for middle schoolers who are about to start high school? Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> like Zakia. <laughs> yes. I promise it'll be better than middle school. Middle school is probably the worst time you'll have. Uh, at least for me, it was. So high school will be a lot better. Join as many clubs as you can, meet as many people as you can, and just make sure, like, try to make as many friends as possible just so that if you need, you know, people to fall back on, you have them. Um, I think you'll probably go through a lot of different friend groups before you can find, like, friends that you can really stick with. So that's really important. And I think it's also really important to just try and get to know yourself as much as possible and to set boundaries with people especially friends, because friend group stuff is going to be strange in high school. Thank you for that. Okay, because like school is very stressful for me because I'm in eighth grade right now. And like I have to get ready for like high school and like I have to have perfect grades and stuff or else like I feel like I wouldn't like get into high school. But yeah, it's stressful. But honestly, it's not as bad as it seems like it's going to be. 
And as long as you just do your best to stay on top of your work, you'll get there. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. That's so much more comforting than when Zakia was asking me about it. Yeah, because she literally said, you know what she said? I asked her about her high school experience and she was like, oh, it was bad. And I was like, oh, I'm like so excited for high school now. Like, I'm so excited when I, I don't know what I remember you told me that you skipped school one time. You stayed at home and your mom was like not at home. So you kind of just skipped school. And I don't know if, why I remember that, but <laughs> we were walking and you told me about that story. Andy. <laughs> I know. I, I'm like too honest with her. I should have been like, yeah, uh, gave the, the diplomatic Corey answer. <laughs> so, I would say like, you're really smart. So you're going to be fine. It's like, I Thank think you'll you. be fine. Just, just study as much as you can, but don't let it stress you out too much. Especially like if you already know what you want to do, if it is in the arts, like your portfolio is going to matter more than your grades will. Um, and also don't skip school. Don't skip <laughs> don't school. Just, don't do what You're a bad influence. You're a very bad influence. Thank yeah, you. D- definitely do not listen to me. <laughs> to you. I will not listen to you. Because <laughs> like we were walking outside of her house one time and she was, I was asking her about her high school experience and she said she hated it. And I was like expecting for her to say like, oh, it was actually a really good time in my life because that's what most people say. But her over here, she was like, oh, it was like that was I did not like it. I was like, oh, that totally brought relief when I go to high school next year. That's like it's not going to be the worst time. It's definitely going to be better. It might not be great, but it'll be it'll be good. Whenever someone asks me that question about high school, I think my initial (laughs) response is just to be. Yeah. It wasn't great for me because I can't relate to how like how many people say high school was the best time of their lives. Yeah. I'm like, really? It was it was a, it seems like the majority say that. But I, I didn't think a lot of people s- romanticize it when they remember it though. I'm probably doing the same thing on the opposite end where it's like people romanticize high school and then I like darken it more than it was maybe. <laughs> so definitely don't get uh, traumatized by my answer. <laughs> <laughs> On the note of like, um, you're in college now, you go to Emerson? Wait, where is that? Uh, Boston. Oh, so you're all the way over there. Yeah. I, I grew up in Connecticut, but we moved to Arizona like three years ago. So I was getting oh. so used to the West Coast. I was like, oh, it's warm here. And then I have to go back to the snow. Oh, I miss the snow. It's not fun, Sandy. <laughs> I mean, the, the downside is that, you know, you can't drive in it. And then it's like a huge uh, inconvenience. To Come visit. You, you won't have to deal with it in the same way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's, you're going to Emerson um, for film school. How do you feel like, because I know Zakia and I, we talk about like college and she's thinking about possibly applying to London one day and she's working so hard. I feel like when I was in eighth grade, I wasn't working as hard as she is. Like, what would you uh, recommend that got you into like such a great school thinking about it at a young age? Like eighth grade was also when I started really getting very serious about going to film school. So I did two years of like a summer film program which really helped because I was able to get short films out of that. So I don't know what you're going to apply for, but if you're applying for film, like you definitely want to have as many films under your belt as you can. And just like as much content in your portfolio as you can, because that's mainly what they're going to be looking at. Definitely keep your grades up. Be, be pretty strict about that. Like uh, 
you don't have to have straight A's, but just make sure that you get like B pluses and above, which usually isn't too difficult. Um, and I would say you're starting at a really good age. So just be sure to like kind of keep on top of everything and join any extra curriculars that interest you. Um, and just do stuff that interests you. Like this podcast is really going to help you. You can put it on your resume and that's going to be great. Thank you. Well, I'm not going to go the same direction as my aunt or you because I want to do real estate or like business. That's (laughs) That's smart. I wouldn't recommend going to film school. I'm thinking, well, maybe you'll be able to find some spooky houses and let us know. So my friend um, lives on the same street as the murder house. And I just found that out. I like went to her house and we were walking around her neighborhood. And I was I was like, I recognize that house because I watched the first season of um, American Horror Story. And I was like, I remember that house. I thought it was in Beverly Hills. I thought it was in Beverly Hills, but it's actually it wasn't. So, yeah, I was pretty shocked. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. I want to live in that house. (laughs) It's pretty close to my house, to be honest. Yeah. It's so cool. Once you get into real estate, maybe you can like, what, what are the terms? Like, try to get that house. Yeah. Buy the house and sell it. Yeah. you or anyone that I know who wants it so badly. Yeah, that can be like your market is like horror fans selling haunted houses. Oh yeah, that is true. Wait, that's actually a really good idea. You could like play up ghost stories or just make up ghost stories and be like, yeah, people were murdered here. And I would like sell the house and I'd get double the money. I'm just kidding. You have like so many wars. Oh, I did want to jump back to uh, your website, like gorycory.com. I feel like it's going to be a future conglomerate, you know, like a horror conglomerate. (laughs) I hope so. That'd be cool. I do want to do like I have a I have like a production company that I had to start to like do a like script that I had. So like I want to like make Gory Cory like a like a sub production or something. Yeah, I mean, you totally should. It's such a big step to put yourself out there in your writing because even as adults, we're kind of like, dang, is this good? Like I'm putting myself out there like. How did you find the courage and confidence to just do your own thing? It was definitely a lot of Rebecca's advice because she was saying like, it doesn't really, you know, you're going to grow and whatever you do, like it's going to get better. You just have to start somewhere. And it's always good if you, especially if you want to go into the arts, but whatever you want to do, like to have something tangible that like people can read that like you can send to people and be like, oh, here's some of my work. This is what I do. And the blog has also just helped me make a lot more connections than I ever would have been able to because I've been able to interview people and things like that for it. So honestly, when I started out, I didn't think anyone was going to read it anyways. I thought it would be more like a personal diary blog online. So I wasn't really worried about it being good or bad. Um, And then a lot of people started reading it and I was like, crap, I have to make it good now. Just as long as you're like sticking to what you're passionate about, even if it's bad, your passion will come through. And, and people will be able to appreciate it because we all start at different levels. And so you're going to grow, just put it out there and see what happens. Yeah. That's such a solid advice for any age. I feel like. Yeah. Cause sometimes I've, I've made stuff where I'm like, this is so bad, but then I'll show it to other people and they'll be like, no, this is great. So you're really your own biggest critic. And I feel like everyone's rooting for you. Like no one's going to be rooting against you necessarily. So there's really no reason not to. When you were coming up with like Gory Cory, is it because like you were creating things that you felt like were missing? Well, I think I was learning so much in our production, horror production class. And I was like just so excited about all of the stuff within horror that I was learning that I wanted to write about it from like my own perspective. Um, And as I 
really got more and more into the horror community, I saw a lot missing, especially with like teen representation, um, which I'm sure Zakia, you've seen too. Like there aren't a lot of kids in horror because it's such a like gory and, and often adult genre. Um, but I think a lot of kids horror and gateway horror is really overlooked and it shouldn't be, especially like things like the scream TV series scream, like things like the vampire diaries often get kind of like brushed over um, by a lot of fans. And so I think I really wanted to bring awareness to those that were, that were providing kind of that gateway to horror. I'm glad you said that. Cause a lot of people don't like think like that. They just like, they're just like, okay about it. Like, you know, but like, we're just like mostly concerned about it. Cause it's like, it's a really good way to open up to horror, but they don't really see that, you know? And especially like horror, the horror genre has always been for younger generations and younger audiences. And that's why like so many Universal and Warner Brothers, like so many studios, even back in the day started making horrors because they realized they were able to target that market that was going to theaters and had the time to. And Recently, there have been studies done that have showed that teens are going less and less to horror movies. And so I was like, this is clearly an issue because the less of a younger generation is watching this genre, the less they're going to watch it when they get older. So and they're going to create it when they get older. So if we want the horror genre to really thrive in the future, I think we have to look to the kids. And uh, again, like a lot of their content gets overlooked, I think, for no reason. People think it's childish to like things like Twilight or like things like The Vampire Diaries, but they're genuinely good content and they're fun. So I think they deserve a lot more credit. Yeah, I completely agree. To repeat what you said, it's so important to inspire the younger generation to create their own horror and encourage that because their type of horror is not going to be the same as what it was like before and long ago. Where do you see like the future generation horror going to? I think we're going to see a big resurgence of the slasher like now. I think we're already starting to see it. Um, but I think in the future, we're going to see a lot of influence from films like Get Out, from films like Hereditary, because from what I've seen is a lot of people in my generation really love like A24 art house horror films. Um, and I think we're also going to see much more uh, diverse and much more socially relevant horror. Like, obviously, all horror has social messages, but I think we're going to see kind of much more of that within a sphere of like gender Um gender neutrality, what gender even is, things about race, things about any kind of like big societal issues. I think we're going to see like way more than we're seeing right now. I'm excited for that. Sakia, what do you think about that? I don't really know because you're the one who kind of introduced me to horror and I don't really watch as much horror films as you do, obviously, because <laughs> I'm not that big of a horror fan. But yeah, I've, like, noticed some people not really watching horror that much as, like, they used to or, like, you know, it's not as popular as I think in in my aunt's generation. But, yeah, I believe that there's going to be more, like, horror, like, Scream or, like, I don't really know. I'm excited if there's, like, more films, though. I was going to... I want to... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to challenge challenge you in saying that you don't really like horror, but you're like the biggest Twilight fan I've ever known. So doesn't that count? <laughs> because like, I mean, yeah, I guess. But I feel like, I don't know. Like it's a horror. Yeah, I guess it's considered. But I feel like everyone is thinking like it's not horror just because, I don't know. It's kind of, 
it is a gateway to horror, but it's just like people don't think it's horror. It's more of like a action type of, well, I don't know. It's like more romance and action type. But personally, I also think, I just think it's horror. I think a lot of people were very quick to judge the Twilight movies and kind of dismiss them as not being horror because they have so many other genres within them. And also because people hate things that are marketed towards teenage girls, even though teenage girls are like culture makers and teenage girls will always understand what's popular. Like people love to make fun of K-pop. They've always made fun of boy bands. They made fun of the Beatles before the Beatles were popular because teenage girls like them. Like they hate things that teenage girls like. So they hated Twilight and Twilight obviously has some issues within its storyline, but it was one of the most popular franchises of all time for a reason. Right. I love that, that teenage girls are the shapers of culture. <laughs> no, because they really are. They understand cultural trends so much better than, than any of us. And they, they're really quick and, and understand things so much faster. So I think, I think they get very much overlooked because of the misogyny and because people like to look down on, on younger women, but uh, they're, so smart and they really yeah, do not, mm-hmm. yeah you guys create like, so much of our culture and so much of our advertising and what we see in the media we'll make that as your quote now <laughs> <laughs> my cory gory there's so many like powerful statements you're making like in this conversation that i appreciate it i just i'm so tired of people dismissing teenage girls because they're some of the smartest people in our society and they're like the reason that we're watching what we're watching you know and I feel like people don't recognize that enough because they just think teenage girls are stupid and they're not. They just don't understand the culture. Yeah. And they think like we only care about like boys or like hair when we're really just more powerful than they think. Like, and even if, even if you do care about boys and makeup, like there are certain things like there are reasons for that, you know, and yeah. like, makeup is a really interesting art form that not exactly. enough people talk about. And a lot of people like to dismiss it. But like the the things you can do with makeup are amazing. It's like being a painter. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, I have a question. What advice would you give kids or teens that want to start their own blog? Um, I would definitely say to do it. And um, blogs are a really nice way to get your work out there because they're pretty cheap and they're very accessible. Uh, I would say... If you do have a social media presence and you're pretty young, maybe get your parents involved or get an adult you trust involved because social media, while it's a really great tool to market your blog or market any of your work can also be very toxic. So just be really careful with what you're doing on social media. And also just, you know, as long as you, as long as you stay passionate about what you're writing or what you're putting on your blog, it'll, it'll be good. Wait, you have to pay? Uh, Sometimes you have to pay for like a domain name or anything, but it's, Usually it's not very much money. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, you have to pay to put stuff online. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, but if you're like, if you're vlogging on YouTube or something, like you can do that for free. I'm right, assuming. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my last question is where can people find you on social media if they're curious? They want to know more about you. So you can find my blog at gorycory.com. Uh, you can find my Twitter at gorycoryhorror. Uh, and I'm on Instagram at underscore Gory Corey underscore. And I'm pretty much on Twitter 24 seven. So you can always, almost always find me there. I've seen like a very like repetition about the people that we've had on the podcast and everyone has Twitter or they mostly use Twitter. I want to know why, like why? Like, is that just the main platform for like horror stuff or? <laughs> I think it is the main platform for a lot of 
horror fans. I think because a lot of horror fans tend to be older too, it's more of an older social media platform. And also Twitter is a lot of times where people go to do like to put their movie opinions and to argue over which actor is better and all that kind of stuff. So I think that is what really appeals to movie fans. How does someone, especially younger, manage their mental health when navigating these platforms where it's can be easily overwhelming? That is such a good question, Zanthi, that I'm still figuring out for myself. But um, I would say, especially my blog, I talk a lot about social issues. I talk about racism, sexism, homophobia, that kind of stuff. People like to get really angry at me for that online. Um, And so that has been a big process of like, anytime I see someone making a comment that's like that, I do my best not to argue back with them and to just block them. Uh, or mute them because it's like, I'm not really, you're not going to get anything out of arguing with them. And I think as long as you are quick to to block people and mute people, don't be scared to do that because it will only improve your mental health and just be careful with the people you follow, you know, like make sure the people you follow are going to be kid-friendly accounts and are knowledgeable about what they're talking about and aren't racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever. I think that's really great advice. It is like something that is really hard. Exactly. Like I have a hard time with that. I know Zakia, you um, you don't really have a big presence on social media. So I feel like you're pretty great at like protecting yourself in that regard. I never received hate or anything before, which I mean, it's a good thing, but I feel like I feel bad for the people that do like big creators, influencers, you know, they receive a lot of hate, but I see a little, a lot of hate comments that I know that they can't block or do anything about it because I feel like, well, personally, like I remember like when you said like you block them and stuff, I feel like, do you ever feel, well, I feel like the person behind that screen that did do that comment and they see that they were blocked. Do you think like they feel that powerful in doing that because they're like, oh, okay, they noticed me or something? Yeah, I mean, they certainly could. I don't really care how they how they feel. Like, oh, I'm sure you feel like a big man getting blocked by a 19-year-old blogger. <laughs> like, good for you. And I don't really have like the I don't I'm not like super big on Twitter, you know, like I don't have a huge presence. So I don't know why they would be like, oh my God, they noticed me, you know, but uh if it good for them if it makes them feel better i guess you know they're just a sad person on twitter making bad comments so right i i've gotten to a point where like when you don't block them they just get so much worse so it's always better to just be cautious and block immediately thank you so much Corey, for like speaking with us having me this was so much fun okay guys so we're gonna be ending today's episode um thank you guys so much for listening subscribe to this podcast and add us on instagram twitter and tiktok search up kindergeist podcast and remember you are loved and you are a baddie and remember to always live on the fright side bye